Well, I want to welcome you today to the Hills Church at Home, whether you're watching by video or you're listening to the podcast, whether you're watching uh, whenever it is, whatever day it is, uh, we pray that this is a word to you in due season. You know, when I woke up this morning, and and I don't know exactly possibly when you're listening to this, but uh, events are deteriorating in Afghanistan, and I want us, before we move on, to stop and to pray. Father, we pray Psalm 91 over that entire nation, over every city. Father, over every American, American security force, American military, over the Afghan people. Lord, that you will protect them by your angels. In fact, as we pray, we believe that you are sending them even now to protect them. Father, remind us by your Holy Spirit that when we hear or see events, we're to hit our knees and to pray and to trust you that you're at work, Father, and that you are alerting people by your Holy Spirit to get out of uh, dangerous areas and places. And Father, we pray that our leaders, Father, would come together in unity and solve this issue and let it be something Father, that we move heaven and earth to protect everyone over in that area, we pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remember, whenever you hear a report, in fact, it's usually always something that's a, a discouraging and heartbreaking. Remember always to pray to your heavenly Father. He's at work. He's on the move. But we need to pray to, for him to dispatch angels of protection and to thwart and disrupt any plans that the enemy would have and him using people. Well, I encourage you to go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org, download today's message notes. Also, um, download our kids' activity sheet as well. Uh, if you are viewing uh, today, you'll notice I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. We actually celebrate this Sunday Aloha Sunday, and uh, kind of that Ohana spirit, that family spirit. So I pray you feel that uh, Aloha spirit, that Ohana spirit, whether you're viewing or whether you're listening. Now, if you're on campus on Sunday after church, uh, we have ice cream. But if you're not on campus, make sure you get ice cream. Stop somewhere and get ice cream and celebrate uh, an aloha spirit, ohana spirit. My message title today is New Heaven and New Earth. In fact, I want to encourage you to uh, read Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22. I'm not going to take time today to read both of those chapters. I'm not uh, giving homework to us. It's really life work. It's spirit work. Read Revelation 21. Read Revelation 22 and get caught up on some of these events that are taking place. You know, when you read these things, sometimes in your mind, you have these thoughts of, this is, sounds too good to be true. You know, we received an email just a week or so ago at the church, and uh, many of you have seen before these, um, in this particular, it was Google, the Google vehicles that travel around the streets and they've got all of this equipment, recording equipment and odd looking cameras. And they're taking uh, video uh, or and images of every street and house 
mapping roads. Well, uh, the email we received was they were going to be in uh, the Arcadia area in the next couple of weeks and not only mapping streets, but if we were interested, they would come in our church building and they would get a 360 image of our sanctuary, of our fellowship hall, of the kids' playground, of the property. Uh, if we were interested, let them know, and they would set up a date. Of course, that, what a great opportunity. And I should have thought, right? Too good to be true. I got an email back that said, great, we're looking forward to coming. Oh, by the way, um, we do charge $599 to come in and take a picture ridiculous right fired back an email no thank you uh we are not interested too good to be true but would you read these events taking place god is not doing anything that's too good to be true he is always true and i loved what um sam nicholas said to us in service last sunday when he talked about john a first century man viewing things that jesus showed him and he was trying to write these down and get a concept in his day of how to explain this to even us. But here's what we know. When we read Revelation, we're blessed. That's what it says. We are blessed. A couple of verses before we get into this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Uh, Solomon said, he, talking about God, has made everything beautiful in its time. He has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. He has put eternity in their heart, in their hearts. That's why for us, there's always something about the more. You and I were created to live eternally, but we want to do so with God. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all of those other believers. Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, verse 33, heaven and earth will pass away. In fact, we're going to look at a little bit that today, new heaven, new earth. But my words will by no means pass away. Meaning or letting us know heaven and earth might be gone, but my words will never fade, fail, disappear. Jesus told the disciples, and now then to us, John 14, 1 through 3, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me, and in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus has gone to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's preparing a place for us. He will come and get us. And though creation was done in six days, this has taken 2,000 years, but he has a place for us. The Apostle Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 through 4, set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. I love that part. 
set your eyes, set your mind on the things above. Apostle Paul picked this back up. In fact, he says these words in 1 Corinthians 2.9. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. You know, we hear descriptions of people where they have died, they've gone to heaven. We, we're going to read about some descriptions today. But eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has it even entered in the heart of man what God has prepared. And then before we get into Revelation, this is the last one, 2 Corinthians 12, 4. The Apostle Paul goes to the third heaven, and here's what he said. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words which was not lawful for man to utter. He heard things that were not lawful for him to say or explain. Probably couldn't understand. Probably like you trying to explain something to somebody, but they really have to see it. In fact, you'll ruin it the way you explain it. They have to see it. Well, when we pick up Revelation, in fact, a good pastor friend of mine, when they were young and, and in the church that they were in, there was always a hymn that they sang. And the hymn was titled, A 10,000 Years. And he said, they sang this song over and over and over again. In fact, there was a, a line in the hymn and it said, and in 10,000 years, we've just begun. And they'd sing this song and sing it again. And he said, the song seemed like it lasts 10,000 years. And he said, we were kids thinking, is that all we're going to do in heaven is just sing this song for 10,000 years. You know, it's interesting because as we've read and we've mentioned through the series, Peter records this to the Lord, a thousand years is as a day and a day as a thousand years outside of time and into eternity. There's no accounting of time. Uh, 10,000 years won't feel like anything with the Lord, with what he has prepared. Let's pick this up today. In fact, I want to read a, just a couple of these today. And I really want your spiritual appetite to be charged up to read through these uh, Revelation 21 and 22. In fact, Revelation 21, 1, listen to what it says. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no more sea. So the first one I want to pick up is there's no more sea. Do you know that if somebody said to me, if you could live anywhere in the world, anywhere, where would you live? I would say, without even having to think, I'd want to live in the ocean, on the ocean. In fact, um, that's what I want to do. Maybe you would think the same. No more sea? Think for a minute with me. What a difference that makes if there's no more sea. 70% of the earth is ocean, 70%. But in the new heaven and the new earth, there's no more sea. Why would God create and include a sea in his first creation, but not in the new creation? There must be a good reason. You know, 
I wonder if, in fact, there's a couple thoughts, and let me quickly mention this. I wonder if the C gets replaced with this in Revelation 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Notice now we have a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding through uh, the Father and the Lamb. Maybe there's no need for a sea because we have this river. But it made me think about this. These oceans that God created, that God had to use in Genesis 6 to flood the entire world. And could it be that no more sea is replaced by this crystal river of life that flows out of the throne that is known no destruction, but only purity. Just a thought that I had. What an amazing thing to see. Revelation chapter 21 two. listen to what John says. John saw the holy city, this new Jerusalem. Notice what it says. Coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for his husband. So John looks and sees this new Jerusalem. And where is it coming? It's coming down. So it made me think about this. The Lord delivers this city to John. Well, in fact, that's what John said, to earth. The Lord's going to deliver it from heaven. It's created in the heavens and it's delivered from earth. Get a picture of that, of a city now coming down and it's coming down on earth. I call this next one the no mores. Revelation 21.4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. The no mores. Creation has now been cleansed of all sin and all of sin's consequences, and nothing will remind you of the consequences of sin. Think about that. No more tears, no more death. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more crying, no more sickness, no more disease. The no mores are gone and God will wipe them all away. It will be starting not just uh, renovated and over, brand new, all done. He's wiped it away. Powerful. Uh, let me jump down here. In... Um, Revelation chapter 21, verse 16. In fact, I'm just going to put the reference for you on the screen and you'll read about this. Uh, John sees the dimension of this new city, new heaven, new earth. In fact, this new city is actually a perfect square. In fact, when you look up in the different translations, it's 1,500 miles in each direction. So really, it's almost as wide as the whole United States, except it goes up 1,500 miles. So think about this. Earth's atmosphere is right about 50 miles. 
We know that most of the satellites orbit between 100 miles up and above to 26,000 miles. So this city not only is as wide as the continental United States, it goes up all the way up to where the satellites are. In fact, it kind of gave me a, a, a picture of people that would live in a penthouse. They're way up top and they have great views. You know, we read about that the city has 12 precious stones everywhere. The gates are made out of solid pearl, right? Solid pearl. The pavement is gold. You know, it's interesting nowadays, gold is such a valued uh, commodity that many people, have, many people have gold jewelry on themselves. Yet in God's kingdom and in the new heaven and new earth and in the heavens, Gold is something that you walk on. Think about that. We walk on concrete and asphalt and grass and dirt and gravel. In heaven, you walk on gold. That's a description we're given from the Bible. We also read um, that there is no sun. So let's read that. The city has no need, Revelation 21, 23. The city has no need of the sun or of the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God illuminated it, and the Lamb is its light. Revelation chapter 22, 5. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun, nor of the Lord, nor for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Get a picture with this for me. Yeah. Every morning, I always wake up before the sun comes. In fact, and I've told this story before, and, and this habit happened when I started college. I was 17 years old. Uh, when I lived on campus for one, one semester, in fact, if I counted out six months, my bed faced a window that had a street light. And so every night, I slept with a pillow over my face because at the littlest glimpse of light, I wake up. I always wake up before the sun. If a light has been left on in a bathroom or a lamp somewhere and I see it in the middle of the night, I wake up. Do you know, to this day, I still sleep with a pillow over my face. It's been done back there. But in God's, in heaven, the new heaven and new earth, there's no sun. We walk outside today and we'll feel the sun. We feel the heat. We see it. We can't look at the sun. It would damage our eyes. There's no sun needed. God illuminates it. The light is the lamb, Jesus. In fact, I love that, that one verse. It says, there will be no night there. They need no lamp nor light for the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. Think about perfect illumination. I'm looking into a camera right now. Over my head is a light. Today, the light is happening to show behind me, and it looks like a big donut. The light isn't even illuminating my face. There's shadows in my face. It's not perfect. I have a light above my head. I have light behind me. It's not perfect. But this is going to be perfect. Everything will be illuminated. There will be no shadows, no dark spots. Everything will be illuminated. God created it that way. That's how it's going to be. Isn't, isn't that powerful? As you read today, 
Revelation 21 and 22. I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you. I pray that you and I think more and more every single day about heaven. We are to remember that the Apostle Paul even said, our citizenship is not in the United States of America. You know, you fill out forms nowadays and they ask you citizenship, green card, ID, nation, dual citizenship. Our citizenship is not based in the nation where we're citizens. As Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, our citizenship is in heaven. And yet we're to think about those things. We're to remember that that's our home. We're to remember that Jesus is still preparing a place for us. He will come and receive us to himself, but he's preparing a place for us. This isn't home. This is a place we're passing through. And we need to remember, as the Apostle Paul said, set your mind on those things. You know, remember that everything that we purchase, whether it's a shirt, whether it's a camera, whether it's a vehicle, it's all going to break down and it's all going to fall apart and moths are going to eat it. But the eternal things are eternal. The eternal things are lasting. I think if John could uh, talk to us even today, he would say, you don't want to miss this, what I saw. In fact, we're trying to understand what he saw. And the descriptions, as Paul said, it is impossible with words to describe what God has and what God has done. I love the ocean. I love the sea. There's no more sea. But when there's a river coming out that's pure, it's going to outdo anything that we see on this fallen world. You know, each and every week, we give you an opportunity if you're listening and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you're listening and you've been running from him. And in these days, you need to be running to him. And we want to give you that opportunity. It is the most important prayer that you'll first ever make. It determines the course of your life here and it determines your eternity. And if you want to say that prayer today, I ask that you pray it. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The book of Revelation that we've been talking about talks about that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We know that the moment that you confess Jesus as Lord, heaven knows. In fact, there's joy in heaven. We don't know if a bell rings. We don't know if there's a loudspeaker, but it is announced that somebody accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Would you pray this prayer along with me? Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I confess and accept Jesus as my Lord and the Savior of my life. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins and today I begin my relationship with you in Jesus' name, amen. If you have never prayed that prayer before or you're coming back to the Lord, would you reach out to us, whether by the social media platform that you're viewing or listening to today, or go to our website, 
hillschurcharcadia.org and message us on the contact form. We want to pray with you and get you connected on some next steps. The most important decision that you'll ever make because it's an eternal decision. Well, as we receive our tithes and offerings today, I just want to read a couple of these verses. In fact, it made me think of a saying that I heard years ago that I want to be part of our confession and prayer today. You know, Numbers chapter 6, verse 25 and 26. In fact, this is a blessing, a priestly blessing. And it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so I want this to be our prayer today. Say this with me. Uh, in fact, listen to it, say it, and believe it. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may God give you his peace in your going out and in your coming in, in your lying down and in your rising up, in your labor and in your leisure, in your laughter and in your tears until you come to stand before Jesus in that day where there is no sunset and no dawning. Amen. If you're giving today, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can go to the top right of the website, click on the give button. It'll walk you through the next steps. It's safe, fast, and secure. You can also give by mail. You can write to us, The Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Hey, and I encourage you to go to our website for all of the updated service times events. If you are in the Arcadia area Sunday, uh, August 29th, I encourage you to come to our 10 o'clock service in person, Aloha Sunday, wear something Hawaiian if you have it. And we have ice cream by Mr. Softy's ice cream truck right after service. I know that probably sounds good about now. But as we say each and every week, we pray this as a blessing over you. Psalm 121, one and two. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help, your help, comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Lord bless you. Have a great day. Aloha Sunday. Aloha to our Ohana, our family. God bless you.